0: Hi, how are you? It's Aubrey from Be The Evidence podcast. Susan Grace and I are so excited that you are here. And you're joining in these conversations. We love having them and hearing from you. And Be The Evidence, you learn about consciousness, about astrology, about wellness practices, and we love doing it. So a couple of new things that are applicable for the month of April. We are doing dual readings where you can book Susan and I at the same time and it's this beautiful blend of absolute magic. And it's magic from astrology charts and then information from your guides and downloaded messages and images. And tarot draws that are really pertinent to where you are and your specific needs right now. If you're interested in having a dual reading with us, please go to the show notes or go ahead and email us at be the evidence podcast at gmail.com. The show notes do contain all of the information, though, as well, along with additional links that you can check us out from. Another thing that we have just launched, which we are so stinking stoked about, is and bonus interviews. So these bonus interviews are with change makers. They are with intuitives. They are with people that are inspirational, that are walking, talking examples of what Be the Evidence truly means. And they are standing up for the world that they want to see in so many different ways. And it's really empowering and impactful to give them a listen. So if you're curious about these bonus episodes of the interview series, you can not only find it within the podcast. If you go back to episodes, you'll see bonus and it will be a podcast uh, interview, but you can also visually see us. We are on YouTube and Venmo and that's at Be The Evidence. So that's another way to access us. Beyond that, Susan and I have created the thriving and super supportive community of BeTheEvidence.Live. This community is amazing. It is filled with up-to-date, real-time astrological text messages to keep you aware of the energies as they shift, which is badass. Then you also get live calls, and if you can't make the live calls, you get recorded access to them. There, you get access to all of our goodies ahead of everybody else. You also can get presence practices and guided meditations that can help keep you centered. There is a private group that takes place that's full of really supportive people that are also walking this path of consciousness and becoming the evidence of the life that they would like to see in the world. So there's lots of ways that you can plug in and connect with Susan and I. No matter which way you reach out to us, know that we are deeply, deeply grateful for you. We're deeply grateful for the time that you are taking to listen into these conversations. We are deeply grateful for the way that you show up in the world. We are really grateful for the ways that you acknowledge your humanness and how you are willing to expand. Thank you. And now, without further ado, here's the podcast.
1: Well, we were just talking about anxiety and feeling a <laughs> little
2: under the gun, under the straps. I, I mean thank God for astrology. Cause sometimes I'm like, is it just me? No, it's not just me. And it's not just you. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's strong anxiety breeding tension in this chart today. I, I mean, not to, just today in general, I mean, it's going to, it's kind of where we live.
1: Yeah. That whole piece about like, I've been sitting a lot with this lately of like how, do you move through just being in tension, right? Like everybody around me has humongous things happening in their lives right now, whether it be like moving or quitting careers or losing partners or like going into new relationships, right? Like there's a lot of change. And I think with that, there's a lot of anxiety that can come up because it's shifting out of what's quote unquote comfortable, right? You're moving into new arenas and how do you set With that tension and that anxiety that arises without reacting to it, right? Without giving your, it's yourself, without giving power to who you are, like not letting the anxiety and the tension, um,
2: steer the ship. Yeah. It's first of all, it's a battle of the mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Mars and Gemini, The moon is starting to oppose Mars and Gemini. That's forming a T-square. To Moon and Sagittarius is opposing Mars and Gemini. That's squaring into Neptune and Pisces. That's a battle of the mind, of getting the mind to calm down and stop arguing against things like possibility. Stop arguing against things like trust and allowance and faith. Mm -hmm. Stop. You need your head to help you solve problems. Good. Give it assignments on what it can solve. But it shouldn't be running the show Mm -hmm. because you could think yourself into a tailspin. But there's also a lot of um, demand, really, demand to walk away from outside control that's suppressing you. Mm -hmm. But that necessarily means that Whenever you assume control over the direction you want your life to go in, the decisions you're gonna make, um, going it out on going out on your own, going a new way away from everything that you've seen before, you can legitimately question if you know what you're talking about,
0: yeah,
1: I mean it's a borderline kind of feeling kind of kooky and crazy right like that you really do question do i know what the hell i'm talking about or am i making all of this up right like <clears throat> i keep seeing um like a magician pulling uh, scarves out of a hat and that belief of like oh well, the scarves never end the hat has like this magic access to never ending scarves right and then like the realistic perspective of like, no, they're just tied together and they're at the bottom of the hat and that's what's happening, right? in like that, um, that contrast between believing that the magic is always happening and is always capable and that you can reach your hand in at any point in time and pull it out and receive it in any way that it wants to unfold. And then being challenged by the reality of like, but it's all like a trick of the hand it's a like it's all fabricated right like that it is a a battle of the mind of going back and forth between is this really possible is life really possible full of opportunities and full of possibilities and full of hope and like that we all get to live very conscious enlightened ways or is that really just being so hopeful that you're kind of delirious
2: This um <clears throat> South Node Pluto Saturn stuff in Capricorn is happening in my third house about the mind. Uh-huh. So it like for, it's it's really a battle of the mind going on over here, but <laughs> <laughs> uh when I think about what you just said, I feel like uh I feel a very strong pull to be defensive of humanity. Uh-huh. Like really think about what you just said, that if you're going to believe in hope and possibility and faith and magic, then you've lost your fucking mind to get your ass straightened out right now. Holy shit. Right. Oh my God. It's, We've been programmed like that.
1: Right. And I think that's such a key point though, too, of like how much easier it is when you pull out of the egoic experience, out of like It's not just me in my head, but if I heard somebody saying this to me, whether that it was a client or this is the the voice of humanity, you'd be like, Hold on. Of course magic exists. Of course there's possibilities. Like what the the programming has got you, right? Like there is obviously hope is always alive. Look at all of these miracles that exist in the world, right? And I think maybe like that's the way you lean on self-care is how do you How do you engage yourself in a way that makes you um, recognize you you as a living being entity of humanity rather than as this singular human experience, right? Because when we're in the traps of our mind and going, who do you really think you are for believing that this stuff can work out? We immediately can get consumed and sucked into that vacuum of doubt right? That South node that nothing's going to go our way, that we're always going to be controlled. And then I think to be able to figure out how do I approach myself as if I was a client, as if I was humanity speaking, gives a little bit more space.
2: Yeah. Because as egoic individuals, we've directly been told messages directly. But if we can think of ourselves as a collective, those messages fade off into the background. Like it's like it's almost like power in numbers. Mm-hmm. If you can bring the consideration of how many people you're considering at once, it 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 overshadows the messages. There's more people than messages. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Mercury and Venus are at Chiron and Aries right now, and I think that um, our <clears throat> heads and our hearts are considering how we've been beaten down. And sometimes it can feel like this is just how I am now. Too much has happened to me. Too much has happened to me. This is how I am now. And I think it's important, and we're going to need to remember this for years to come. It's important to remember that Chiron is the wounded healer, not the wounded punisher. Chiron is trying to come in and say, we're going to let that be over now. And that you have the ability to recover the warrior within you to, to be able to stand up for vulnerability, to be able to stand up for things that you feel passionate about, to be able to say, no, this is wrong. I'm not having this under my watch.
1: That takes such humility and forgiveness for yourself. And like sitting with the, those because it's, it's such, oh,
0: that in, I just don't like
1: it. I don't like that energy at all. Where I'm like, to go into that mental loop of too much has happened to me. I'm stuck like this. There's no hope, right? Like this is just what it is. It's as good as it gets. I'm going to just have to accept it and come to terms with myself, right? Like to be, to choose humility there. And then also forgiveness for the fact that like, you have a storyline just as much as I have a storyline, just as much as we all have storylines with things that have happened to us and things that have not happened, right? And being willing to have some sort of um, self-love and acceptance, standing on our own side, I think it's, it's so important. And it's also like one of those concepts that I'm like, I don't know that we ever really get it until we're in the midst of it. And when you're in the midst of looking at all of the things that have happened to you and looking at your ache and the ways that life's let you down and you've let life down, it, then all of a sudden it becomes real clear of like, oh, it's me and me, right? And it, that that's the place, like this is the tower card, right? Like when you're looking at it going, it's me and me, that's where it, there is complete potency rebirth there's complete possibility of a whole new way of being in the world but that also means that there's a a ton of unraveling happening there and a bunch of discomfort and to sit with both of those equally hand on either side it's big work and it's uncomfortable
2: man the the world is filled with people who have overcome so much more i agree I, there was a book that I was reading whenever my son was first born. When, when you have a newborn, you don't sleep very much. Wow. So <clears throat> I was reading a book about, a man wrote a book about whenever he was a kid, he was in a country where there's massive genocide going on. And off the top of my head, I don't remember the country. But um, there was they were, they were in a war. Mm-hmm. And his entire family was killed in front of him. And then he was taken by the opposition and was forced to fight for them as a child with a machete in hand. Mm. He managed to get away, but he'd seen some truly, truly intense atrocities. Mm -hmm. So he wrote a book about it, and then he was was here. He gave a, a talk at a university near me and I went to hear him talk, and he barely spoke English, but he was there. Mm -hmm. He'd gotten out, and he had something to say about survival, about the possibility of humanity. Mm -hmm. If I were to walk up to that man and say, (laughs) you know, I'm having a hard time recovering from relationships, I think that he would say, I think you'll be fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're going to be just fine or I'm having a hard time recovering from patriarchy. He's like, yeah, the rest of the world is too. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be fine. There are people who overcome have overcome things that we can't even imagine. Right. And like have written books about it and are on a speaking tour. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you as a side note, he didn't speak very much English. I had him sign my book, he, he was doing a book signing. When it came my turn, he signed my, he signed my book. <laughs> And I don't know what I was thinking, but I said, "I read your book while I was breastfeeding my son," and he looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Never mind, it doesn't matter."
1: I love it. It's that's postpartum right there. Like, yeah, right it comes out of
2: your mouth and be like, "What?" <laughs> huh. Anyway, my point is, when you start thinking, "I'm stuck like this. I'm screwed. I'm never getting out of here. There's no way I can heal." sometimes it's helpful to remember, to have some perspective that people heal over, heal from all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Happens all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. People heal from things that are extremely traumatic. It happens all the time. If it can happen with them, why can't it happen for you? Right.
1: Well, it can. I mean, that's, that's the point is that it can, and it just takes a willingness to show up for it.
2: A willingness and to have some perspective that if it happens elsewhere in humanity, of course it can happen with me. I think it's it's sometimes easy to fall into. It's going to happen for everyone except me. Mm -hmm. Check yourself. People have been through far worse than a lot of us have, especially in the Western world. Mm -hmm. People have been through things that sometimes we don't even want to hear about. Like, oh, I just can't even hear about that. It's too much. Mm -hmm. Well, they're healing from it. They got out. Not to use somebody else's tragedy as a way to feel better. I'm just talking about perspective. When you start feeling like you're the only one on the planet who's not healable, that is incorrect. Incorrect. You're special, but you're not that special.
1: Right. Yeah, that piece about vulnerability keeps coming up then, like being willing to be vulnerable with what you're going through. And I think the when you are sitting with that vulnerability of um of breaking open of healing of allowing yourself to be witnessed and seen in in that that's also the place where you can choose perspective that's also the place where perspective comes really knocking at your door right like because the man chose vulnerability to speak about the atrocities that he had witnessed. He chose vulnerability to help further his healing of, I'm going to walk in. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to write a book about it because this is how I get it out of me. This is how I help transcend it from happening. Right. There's a, there's that piece. That's like, how, how willing are you to be completely vulnerable with everything that arises, with everything that arises,
2: Yeah, liberation, going your own way, trying something new, going outside of methods of control that have kept you sheltered for your entire life, all of those are going to make you feel very vulnerable and exposed. Get used to it. This is where we live now. North Node and Cancer and South Node and Capricorn, oh my God, Mm -hmm. it's very exposing. And everything, everything that's worth going after is going to make you feel vulnerable because you're, you're going into uncharted territory. And as humans, because we aren't built with outside armor, it feels dangerous. Mm-hmm.
1: It's so, I've been, I was talking to a girlfriend last night and I was like, man, you wanna watch me squirm. Like, I feel like I'm a worm on a sidewalk under the sun after a rain of like, you wanna watch me squirm, make me feel really exposed. And I know this. It was what it comes up as a mirror in order to heal, to heal, to look at all the places where I've chosen control, or I've chosen to self medicate, or I've chosen um, to numb to the to the realities of reality. Right? It's like the more vulnerable you become, I think, in your own personal liberation the more exposed you feel, but for me, like that sensation is being squirmy. Like I, I can't get comfortable. I can't get comfortable in my skin. I can't get comfortable in my life. I can't get comfortable with anything. And that is also the place where you start seeing all of the ways that you have controlled the message that you deliver of who you are, the, how you've controlled your thoughts, how you've controlled your emotions, how you've tried to control other people, how you've tried to put it on, your work, your job, your house, your partner, right? So that you can avoid sitting in that true vulnerability. It's like this moment, I feel like, of being cracked open, but also of knowing, like, it's, it's that tension. Have you ever broken, like, a glass on purpose, like a mirror, and you can, when you're breaking it, you can start to feel the tension right before it snaps? It feels like that, of, like, it's so tense that it can snap and break apart in a thousand different ways. But you're just having to like trust that that breaking opening is part of the the bigger creation.
2: Oh, I I mean I I think it's important to find ways to be okay in that much tension because yeah. it's not going anywhere. We, it's not going anywhere.
1: What other option do we have besides <laughs> laughter? Because I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs>
2: that's what we're left with is laughter and then, like let's come up with the tactics to take I mean it's Im- it's important to maintain your sense of humor because god this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> um, but the north node the north node says it's c- cancer energy is so great about giving out care they give out a lot of care not so great about receiving it asking for it in healthy ways. So the challenge is to be like, to be like caring for yourself. What do you need? Are you okay? Right. Are you all right? To yourself, very kind to yourself in that space of vulnerability and tension. Chiron and Aries is asking us to face ourselves, to face the blows that we've taken, to face the participation we've, we've had in hurting ourselves when Chiron's in the first deacon, But again, Chiron is a healer, not a punisher. So when we're facing those things to be like, well, first of all, thank God that's over. Mm -hmm. And then start to repair it. Uh, For people who are born with Chiron in Aries, we have a pattern of taking blows and just like throwing an ace bandage on it and running back out into the world. And Chiron's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's broken. That's not just a bruise, your arm is broken. And we go, oh shit. And Chiron was like, sit down, Mm -hmm. sit down. You're not going back out there until you heal this, making you heal from the blows rather than going, I'm fine. I can take it. You're not fine. You're not fine. I think those two together of Chiron forcing us to heal our corporal bodies and our, our incarnated humanness and North node and cancer is asking us to do that gently and kindly.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, we sit with, we, Susan and I do dual readings together for anybody that's in, interested and in, um, I pull tarot throughout them and I think I will venture to say like nine out of every 10 readings that we do, the card of the four of swords keeps coming up. I, I mean, it could be 10 out of 10, honestly. Um, But it's really there for most of our readings. And that to me is exactly the energy that you're talking about is like this energy of like, you need to just sometimes sit your ass down and really look at how you have been wounded, And you may feel like, I want to, I mean, of course, like, I think that's just a natural human reaction to be like, I don't want to look at this. I don't want to give it more energy. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I feel exposed. I feel vulnerable. Let me do anything but that which is where the energy becomes even more prolific of North Node and cancer of like no, and and Chiron, like sit down, sit with it, just be with it. Even when it feels really uncomfortable, how can you be with that to
2: allow it to heal? Uh, and if you're, if you're healing from something that you've been in therapy for for a long time, or you've gotten countless readings on and you've had Reiki done all kinds of stuff. And it's still there. You don't have to keep retelling the story if you feel like you've exhausted the story. You can just sit in it and go, something still hurts. Mm -hmm. And Chiron is trying to go, I know, I know. That's why I'm here. Chiron, the wounded healer has the ability to go, this, this pain that I feel here, you've got it right uh, here. Mm -hmm. It's in a spot you didn't even know it was hiding in. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's, he's bringing in an elixir to heal that. He doesn't need to hear the story. It doesn't matter. I mean, unless you really feel like you haven't named it yet, if you haven't named it yet at all, and and some truth needs to be spoken about what's happened. That's one thing. But some of us have named the truth to exhaustion Mm -hmm. and it still hurts. It's okay for it to just still hurt and mend the hurt. You don't have to take a butter knife and rip open your scars. Just go, man, something in here still aches. Okay. What do you need for that? How can we approach it without reopening it? Sometimes it's just stillness. I think a lot of times
1: it's just stillness of like being willing to acknowledge it, of like, oh, I've, I've named this story and there's still a pain in here. There's a still a pain that needs to be seen and heard, not that it has to be spoken, but that it needs to be recognized that I'm still experiencing this for whatever reason. And it's almost like I keep uh, getting the image of um, worm paths, Underground, right? Like that, they're all. It's all interconnected. So most of the time, I think that when we have that pain that comes up from stories that we have named or we have not named, that they work synergistically with other stories, right? Like they they lead you on um, an unfolding maze of ways that you, in your energetic body and your spiritual body, are requesting to just be acknowledged, to be sat with, and and really pull up a chair. We don't have to speak. We don't have to say anything. I'll just be in your energy and you be in mine, right? Like that, that in itself creates a true healing.
2: And why would you do that? You would do that because sun at Uranus right now, it's trying to have you raise your self-worth mm-hmm. up higher than it's ever been before, because there are new worlds ready to be created. And you can't do that if you're stuck in distress from things that you haven't healed yet. Mm -hmm. If you'll please like spend time with yourself to heal up, then you can open up to, okay, what are we going to do next? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be all kinds of things, all kinds of new things ready to be created, but we have to be able to meet possibility without our distress from the past in order to do it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. That piece about standing up for your, um, sitting it for possibility without uh, the distress leading the way, I'm getting like there, I think it's, it's just this is really interesting um, combination of not only just sitting with the ways that we've experienced distress and the ways that we've just experienced um, hurt. But also being willing to take an action, to take a stand with ourselves. And sometimes that means just being in stillness. And sometimes that means sending a message. Sometimes that means lighting a fire. Sometimes that means telling somebody, you know what, you don't have permission to be in my life anymore. Thank you, but no thank you, right? There's this equal um, request to put down. The energetic pieces and the physical pieces of how we have been hurt and how we have experienced controlling ourselves and being controlled, so that we can elevate, so that we can raise our self worth. Because we can't have all of these tentacles hanging off all over in all the different realms if we're really supposed to elevate, elevate to the level of possibility and true potentiality.
2: Love it. <laughs>